0: Welcome to the podcast. In this podcast episode, I talk with Dr. Benjamin Ritter about self-leadership and the difference between a job and a career. Dr. Benjamin Ritter, welcome to the conversation today.
1: I am very excited, like beyond excited. I'm wondrously exub- exuberant. <laughs> I can't think of the, the some adjectives, but I'm very
0: happy to be here. Pleasure to be with you again. You're joining us from Texas. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. Uh, we we had a nice conversation. We were trying to think in the pre-interview we were talking you know, when was that? I I would have to go look it up exactly, but it was probably a year or two ago. Uh, You were a guest on the podcast. We had a really great conversation then. It's really great to reconnect and to have an opportunity to further explore some really important issues. Today, we're going to be talking about self-leadership, the importance of self-leadership generally, but also how that applies to the concepts of job and career and really what the difference is between how we can and probably should be looking at job versus career and the role of self-leadership and all of that. As we get started, I wanted to share Ben's bio with everybody. Dr. Benjamin Ritter, founder of Live For Yourself Consulting, is a leadership and career coach, talent development executive, and values geek. He's an international speaker, online instructor, and he does so many really cool things. I'm just looking through this. Um, So many wonderful clients. Ben, anything you would like to specifically highlight from your own background or personal context before we dive on into the broader conversation?
1: Just that I didn't start in talent development or leader in career coaching. You know, my my career right before this was in healthcare for seven years, mm-hmm. being really unhappy at work. I was I was coaching at the time. I was an entrepreneur. I've launched a supplement. I launched a different coaching practice a long time ago. I was a marketing associate. I was in health policy. I mean, I've done so many different odd jobs. And what's just and the reason why I mentioned that is because I speak from a perspective of Not this is the way that your next job should be or your career overall should be, but that it's it it literally is limitless in the amount of doors that you can open. And I've opened many of them. (laughs) I've been in many different places in my career, multiple pivots, uh, multiple disappointments, and worked with clients all around the globe in different industries. And so what I'm sharing with you is is based on not just the research, not just the, you know, the book knowledge, not just from the limited experience working with clients, not just my own personal experience, but like the, the the gamut of careers and jobs that are potentially possible. So listen in. And if my background isn't aligned with what you've done, I promise you I might have actually done what you're doing, but also that <laughs> I have some knowledge and expertise in it.
0: I think we can all resonate with this idea of just kind of a meandering path. I think very few people You know, really just kind of know from the get go what they're going to be doing. They kind of get in their lane and they stick with it. Um, You know, I happen to be married to one of those people. She knew from the time she was in high school that she wanted to be a math teacher. She's taught math in different settings. She's tutored, she's taught in middle school. uh, She's actually a university professor now, um, but she's always taught math and she always knew that's what she wanted to do. That's wonderful. That's not how it goes for most of us. I know that's certainly not how it went for me. I've been a meandering all over the place. Um, so anyways, I think we can all resonate with that. And uh, it's not really about, you know, how straight and linear your path is. It's just about growth and and what you gain from the various experiences that you have. Um, and I, I actually think that leads really well in to the broader conversation we're going to be having today. Um, let's start by laying a foundation. For this idea of self-leadership, what do you mean by self-leadership and why is it important today, perhaps as important as ever?
1: So self-leadership is basically it revolves around the concept that the most important leader in your life is you. You're ultimately, no matter who's around you or who you look up to, whoever your role models are, your leaders are, you're ultimately making the decision. And so self-leadership takes the accountability about your decision-making puts it on you and then empowers you to say, well, what is it that you want to create? And are you leading yourself intentionally towards it? Very similar to like a value aligned life, but taking away some of those kind of big hokey pokey words and just saying like you make the decision and you lead Mm -hmm. yourself forwards. And so self-leadership is, are you aware of the decisions you're making and do they align with what you want to create in your world?
0: An aspect of that that just kind of stuck out in my mind you didn't say it explicitly but to me part of what you were saying in self leadership is is just ownership over our own choices ownership over our own life and our own trajectory recognizing very very much that you know external forces do impact us we're we're all stuck within a context and we all have to function within a particular context and there are constraints um, but we largely get to decide how we're going to respond to those constraints uh, which is a powerful kind of freeing mindset in and of itself, and and as I get beyond that, then I, I start to think about uh, how I can't outsource my responsibility, I can't outsource my decision making to other people, to other institutions. There, while there is plenty of blame to go around for faulty systems and institutions and people doing bad things, ultimately. I have to choose how I'm going to respond within the context I find myself and I have to own what I'm doing and, and what I'm choosing and how I'm reacting, right? And and to me, that's just a huge part of what self-leadership is all about and not falling into the trap that I think it's just human nature and it's very common, but we, we you know, especially when things are hard that you you start to look around, you start to um, point fingers, you start to complain about the things that aren't the way they should be, or that you would hope they would be, and while while we can't put our head in the sand and we can't ignore faulty systems and we need to work to try to drive social change and organizational change and such, we also have to realize that within our own sphere of influence, we have the capability right here right now to lead out in what we're doing uh, the, again, to me, that's a very freeing kind of a mindset,
1: yeah, and it's easier to say for people that are used to it generally what tends to hold people back is either a lack of clarity on what they want to achieve Mm. or lack of belief that they can achieve it and so fear can really hold individuals back in this regard if it was as simple as saying yeah i'm my own leader it's we would all be probably pretty content with what we've been creating or at least have a community around us and a job that we're working in that aligns with who we are at our core but so not knowing who you are, not knowing what you want and not believing that you're able to get it. So living in a state of fear tends to hold us back. And that fear creates beliefs such as I can't say that to my boss. I can't reach Mm -hmm. out to that person. I can't apply to that job. I can't pivot industries. And what's so neat about though, developing like the ability to lead yourself. So having the clarity, having the confidence in yourself and then knowing how to control your environment to the best way that you can is once you learn how to do it, the momentum that you can create is is unreal. And I have a couple mm. examples of my recent life. I almost like to think of it as a tree. A tree grows. It's it's like the the foundation, your values, your goals, who you are at your core, they become your trunk. And then as you grow, as you get older, if you look up, you see these branches springing out to to gather more and more light. Those branches are your interests. Those branches mm-hmm. are your goals that come from your actual core values. And if your decisions align with that trunk, then they're going to be really strong <laughs> branches. If they don't, they'll be brittle, they'll grow the wrong way, they'll snap off, and you will not be a healthy tree overall. It'll mm-hmm. affect the overall trunk, etc.
0: Yeah, that's a great example Bringing it back to this idea of just knowing ourselves, knowing our core values, our priorities as a starting point to self-leadership is, is really, really important. Um, and you're right. It's easy to talk about it. It's easy to kind of just generally talk in uh, platitudes about these principles. It's it's much harder to to do the work and do it consistently enough that you're in tune enough with yourself, your your driving motives, those values and priorities so that you can start to move forward in a self-leadership fashion. Uh, And that's why, you know, career coaches and executive coaches like yourself uh, have jobs because it's, it's just a very important thing that even super talented, super capable, brilliant people still need help navigating that and and figuring out how to do it. And it just all starts with being willing to pause, take a step back, be self-reflective, and and be honest enough with yourself you know are you capable of doing that yourself or do you need to bring in somebody do you need to you know maybe it's therapy maybe it's a, a coach maybe it's a you know whatever a mentor or your personal advisory board but think about what you're going to need uh to help unmoor yourself so that you can launch and, and into the space of self leadership uh if you find yourself being held back by limiting beliefs or Traumas, or you know what else, whatever else might be uh, in play. So let's dive on in now and talk a little bit more specifically about. You, you already referred to it briefly, but let's talk more specifically now about the difference between job and career. Um, I think this is particularly important because, you know, we're in a in an age of disruption. We have socioeconomic disruption, geopolitical disruption. We have Uh, institutional disruptions we have technological disruptions like the pace and rate of change is just ramping up and we're all dealing with it constantly Um, and and if we hone in just briefly on just the shifting nature of work in relation to technological disruptions and innovations we just know work today is quite a bit different than it was even a few years ago and in five or ten years from now it's going to be even more dramatically different probably and and so this this idea of distinct like the distinction between job versus career and what that means for us as we're leading out kind of our own path whether it's a linear path or a meandering path like we discussed it's it's really important so can you unpack that for us what do you mean more specifically by job versus career and let's explore what that means in the future of work
1: well just going back to the example that i had about that tree your career can be a trunk and your jobs can be the branches and The culmination of your jobs make up your career. And honestly, to be able to predict what your last job is going to be within your career is, I would imagine, incredibly difficult. I can't, I can say what I care about now and what skills I want to practice and the things I want to learn. But fast forward 20, 30, 40 years, I'm not sure where that's going to lead me. I mean, if you don't believe that, just try to look back five or 10 years and see where you were and ask yourself if you could imagine where you are today. The majority of people would say no. But What's really neat about this concept that your jobs are a culmination that turn Mm -hmm. into your career is that the amount of the amount of of importance that you place on your current job or having your job be your career can be can be really actually misleading and Mm -hmm. a mistake. Honestly, I'll say the word a mistake. I usually don't, Mm -hmm. don't say that very often. But a job is just a pin, a drop in time. When you look at mm-hmm. the broader career overall, it is something for you to create joy from. It's something for you to build a community and relationships from. It's something for you to learn skills and try things out. It's something that potentially you you can feel safe failing in because there's another mm. job right around the corner. Now, getting that next job would will entail you being able to tell a career story that will be built from your experiences. You actually don't have to have a career story until you need to make a move in your into your next job. Mm-hmm. But what's beautiful, again, about this is that you can always get another job. And a singular job is actually not that important in the grand scheme of your career. And you can change your career story to fit the next job you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And so if we can take the, the emphasis away from what is my next job or what is my job giving and bringing for me? And instead... Say, how can I see this job as a tool? Then we create a more positive framework around disappointments that might happen, as well as changes that might happen, as well as mm-hmm. the, anything that might happen from the day to day perspective. If we were to zoom out,
0: yeah, I, I think that's super important to to maintain that perspective, and especially when you have career setbacks, when you have the you know you you get passed over for that promotion, um, you know you're, you're you're trying for this new like perfect job. Like it's your ideal company, your ideal position. You're super excited for it. And you don't even get an interview. Like these types of things can be devastating. Um, they can really set you back. And I've been there. I've, I, you know, I've had those sorts of disappointments. I think everyone has. And it, it's really nice to be able to, again, take a step back, see the bigger picture and recognize that this is just part of your story. And it, it even though it seems all encompassing in the moment um that within the context of of a broader career and t- just time uh the 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 sting of it will fade and and frankly oftentimes you might find yourself in a better place uh, a few years later than you would have even conceived of had you gone that path and gotten that job or that promotion um uh, where you were i know that certainly has been the case for me where where i've had some devastating disappointments Um, you know, I had, I had my plan. I had my, my, my year plan, my five-year plan. I was working hard. I was going at it. I was going, I was achieving, I was accomplishing. I was the, you know, in my mind, I'm like, I'm the ideal candidate for this kind of a position and it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't work out and I'm devastated, but guess what? Fast forward five years and I find myself in a better place than I would have been had I gone down that path and I'm super grateful for it. And so I I try to remind myself when I'm in those moments of, of devastation, despair, frustration, whatever word you want to use, um, you know, like just just remember, John, that you this may be a blessing in disguise. And just remember that this isn't closing the door permanently. This is just a, a minor. Uh, immediate setback. And you can learn from it, you can grow from it. And there's so many other possibilities out there. The other thing that I just think is so important in all of this is because of the rate and pace of change, because the nature of work is shifting dramatically, the reality is we all are going to be doing things probably in five or 10 years that at this moment, sitting right here, having this conversation or listening to this episode, like we can't even think about we can't even conceive of. We ha- it hasn't been invented yet. It hasn't been <laughs> even thought of yet, right? And so we're all probably going to going to be experiencing those things. And again, if we can that, that can be super scary, but it can also be really relieving and empowering and it can take the pressure off of feeling like everything rides on this presentation today. Everything rides on, you know, th- this this do I land this client. Well, it may be important but in the end of, at the end of the day, no, not everything rides on it. And things are changing dramatically anyways. And what matters more is that we're learning from these experiences, that we're willing to grow, adapt, pivot, and lean into the next opportunity.
1: Mm-hmm. A couple of points I feel like are really important to make from what we're just saying now. And by the way, if you're an entrepreneur or business owner, this applies to you too. Mm-hmm. work with clients that have their own service-based businesses or work with CEOs whose businesses are failing. And you have to believe that if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to be an entrepreneur. And even if you're a successful entrepreneur, you're probably going to then create another company. The thing you're doing now is not going to be the thing you're doing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow can be a five, 10, 20 year mark. It's important to remember that because then it allows us to disconnect how we use what we're doing today to define who we are. And so when it comes to, believing in ourselves and uh, in terms of stress level uh, that attached to a specific presentation or project or a moment in time, we can detach from that a little bit too, because no matter what, everything can always be a blessing in disguise. No matter what happens in your life, you're the author of your story and how you perceive the things that have happened to you. And so you have a choice to say, this helped me get to where I am today, or I really wish I was back in the past. And I don't, I really don't know that many people that have a proactive positive solution oriented self leadership mindset that have ever said i wish i could go back to this point in time <laughs> because they've used what have happened they've used the things that has happened that have happened to them to benefit their current state and to help lead them forwards into their future and especially you were bringing up this this topic of it has to be this job this this ha- this presentation is so important it has to be this client what people miss out when they get so invested in one specific opportunity, other than the fact they tend to just put way too much level. They, I was working with someone the other day, who waited about three and a half weeks to apply to a position that was taken down the day before he applied.
0: Oh, and
1: yeah. and I kept saying, I'm like, and I wasn't directly working with him as a client; I was just kind of coaching him, helping him out in a way. I'm like, you're you need to do it yesterday. You need to do it yesterday. You need to yeah. And all of a sudden, he was prepped, he was ready to go, and he was ready to apply, and then it was gone. Luckily, mm-hmm. I built a relationship with the director of the organization that they were still able to bring them in. But this, you see this happen all the time. We wait until we think we're ready for something. And when we're ready, it's too late. What's so important about the things that you love in life that you, that you become attached to is they become a template for other things that exist in this world that you might be interested in. Like for example, you're not interested in that company. You're interested in companies like that. That job isn't perfect for you. Jobs similar to that would be a good next step in your career for a job. And I think it's really important that we take away this idea of that's my puzzle piece. That's the perfect thing for me. Mm. And instead say, what can I learn about myself because of that thing? So then I want to integrate into my community. This is control to then build an environment or a job and eventually a longer term career or multiple multitude of jobs to have these experiences.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's a hard thing because in, in society, tends to kind of tell us something differently doesn't it uh, and we we get the, the the we get kind of alternative messages from media tv shows movies all the time um you know the, the the most compelling tv shows tend to be the ones where everything is high stakes everything matters and and everyone's life depends on this moment in time um careers depend on this moment in time and i i don't think we're suggesting that you don't take work assignment seriously or that you don't try to do your best or anything like that. Of course you do. But but high stakes environments with high levels of stress and anxiety usually don't produce your best work. And so if you're artificially amping up the anxiety around what you're trying to do, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice. Frankly, you're not going to do as well. Um, and so it's a bit of a like a downward spiral uh, of of negative self fulfilling prophecy. If you find yourself in that trap, and so just easing up, lowering the stakes, keeping a broader perspective on things, you probably are going to do better in in the, those moments, anyways. Um, and if not, for whatever reason, if things just don't go well or they don't go your way, guess what? One door closes, another door opens. you Name whatever cliche you want to say. They're platitudes, but they're true if you can uh, maintain the mindset uh, to learn from the setback that may have happened. And if it wasn't a setback and it was a success, gain momentum, build off of it, um, and and you can go from there. Well, Ben, I note the time. I need to let you go here in just a minute. But before we wrap things up for today, I wanted to give you a chance to share with the audience how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, and then give us a final word on the topic for today.
1: Yeah, please go to liveforyourselfconsulting.com to get a free download on some secrets to creating a meaningful career. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn, Dr. Benjamin Ritter. Let me know that you heard me on this show. I'd love to continue the conversation or just welcome you to my network. I post things related to leadership and career and personal development pretty regularly. I'm not sure how LinkedIn decides it, but I've been designated a top voice in career nice. development and executive coaching. So that's always fun. And hopefully you enjoy some of that content, share with some friends. And just in general, I think we, we heavily limit ourselves. And you have to ask, am I the ball and chain right now or am I the wings? And if you're interested in it, like, for example, if you're interested in a specific industry, are you going to a conference in that industry? Have you started making connections and networking within the industry? Or are you scared to even apply to a job that you see online? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you just have to ask yourself, am I leading myself forwards, no matter what, or am I closing the doors and sitting in the room afraid, not believing myself. And I I know the way that I want to choose to live. And hopefully you pick uh, being your own self leader too.
0: Yeah. And and maybe it's not the the healthiest thing, but I can't help but ask myself the question, what's the worst thing that can happen if I do this? If I go out on a limb, if I I extend myself in this way, I'm uncomfortable. Yes. uh, I could be uh, I, you know, I, I could, uh not be considered yes, um, Someone could make fun of me. Like there, there's lots of things that could happen. But what's really the worst thing that can happen? It's usually not that bad. (laughs) And and so just like lower the stakes in terms of like the fear of what you have associated with whatever this thing is that you're hesitant to try. Um, Don't allow that fear to dictate and, and just try things, experiment, and that's a fun life to live. I think. Well, Ben, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure. I encourage the audience to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Ben can do for you. And as always. I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the podcast. We hope you stay healthy and safe and please join us again soon.